You don't just start playing baseball and then instantly make it to the major leagues. You have to work hard to get there. You have to have a game plan to get yourself to be the MVP. The Most Valuable Producers podcast is not for the average agent. You can't be average to become the MVP. Just like in the big leagues. You can't just be a one or two or three tool player. You have to be a five tool player to become the MVP. You can make a difference in someone's life every single day in this job, in this career, in this industry. What's your game plan? This is your host of the show, Mitch Gibson. You are listening to the MVP Podcast. What is going on, MVP Podcast? It is your host, Mitch Gibson, um, and I'm thankful to uh, be able to have the opportunity to have the microphone and once again for another week and another great episode. I've got a fire episode for you today. This guest not only is, is a mentor, uh, someone that I look up to uh, in the day-to-day life of my insurance career, and also a lot of life lessons that this, this man you're going to be able to take away from outside of even insurance today. But I'm joined by the one and only Dr. Billy Williams, um, president of Inspire, a nation business, uh, or a, yeah, a nation business, keynote speaker, mentoring, yeah, Inspire Nation leader. Mentoring. He, he, he is a guy that if you aren't paying attention to him, you don't know who he is. It's pretty easy to find out who he is. I spent I spent about 25 minutes the other day on YouTube before we even decided that we were going to have a podcast. Before we even discussed even booking a podcast, I watched a YouTube clip with you describing the acronym ice cream. And it was the most, I guess, the most I've got out of a piece of content in, in, in quite a long time, right? We see the same reoccurring stuff. But but this guy is somebody you need to be watching, somebody you need to be following, and somebody that you should uh, um, just – Reach out, and I'm sure he'd love to have a conversation with you. But Dr. Billy Williams, man, glad to have you on the show, sir. Thank you. I'm honored. Honored to be here. Always honored to be able to share information, knowledge, wisdom with the insurance industry, because the insurance industry has done so much for me and my family and continues to do so much for me and my family. So always honored to be able to share. Absolutely. So without further ado, you're a competitive guy. I'm a competitive guy. You're working your butt off with golf. Um, I've got a passion for baseball. Sports is kind of in my blood. Sports is what gets me going. I don't really enjoy watching it, but I'm competitive and I love love the game of baseball. And there's a lot of life lessons in baseball, which is going to lead me into if if there's anything you know about me, I am fast. I've got ADHD. So we're going to go five rapid fire questions. Quick gotcha. five rapid fire questions. There might be a sixth. There might be a seventh. Who knows? Sometimes that's just what happens when he comes to my mind here and you're on the show. You, you get you get full of surprises. There's, there's nothing but, you can do that's going to throw me off my game. So we're good. I love it. I love it. With question number one, what is your favorite color? Blue. What is your favorite flavor of ice cream? Chocolate. If you could spend 24 hours with anyone, dead or alive, who would it be? J. Paul Getty. Reason, any specific reason why? Because the man just made money over money over money over money, and and he did it from he, just the money, just the money, and then what he's left, his legacy, you know, the Getty Museums and all that other stuff. Just yeah, J. Paul Getty, love it. If you could go visit, go on vacation somewhere, anywhere in the world, where would you go? Oh my God, that's hard to say because I've been <laughs> so many places. There's like no place on earth that, or maybe what's I been your favorite been place you've been to. Oh, uh, Dominican Republic. I, I I went down there. Actually, fun fact: we'll get we can talk about this in a little bit. But my sophomore year um, of college, I went to Ball State and played baseball there. We actually went down there for a mission trip and played against the Dominican pro teams. These 14, 15, 17 year olds, dude. 
they ran us up and down the field like you wouldn't believe, and we're an 18, 19, 20, 22-year-old. Because they do, that, they do that to get out of something. Out. See, anytime you're working to get out of something versus just for fun, you're always going to work harder. I did. It's, it was insane to see. It's literally a gate. You don't make it. Bye bye. Go, go back, go back to, you know, to the village yeah. and, and help your family survive. And, and you know what? Let me just, I know it's a rapid fire, but let me just throw this. In good. That's the same thing I run into with insurance agents, right? When insurance agents are fighting to get out of something, fighting to get out of an agency that they hated, fighting to get out of a bad financial situation, fighting to get out of a, a, a from around people that they didn't want to be around, they work harder. But when people are just there because it's fun, it's entertaining, and the opportunity presented itself, they don't work as hard. I love that because that's probably going to be one of the key key uh, factors and key conversations that we discuss here. So if you're young agents, make sure you're staying tuned. This is one you don't want to miss. Number six, I got to ask this favorite. This is probably one of my new favorite questions I just recently okay. started asking because, because it makes a pretty cool piece of content when I run these five rapid fire questions. But what type of music do you like? Who's your favorite artist, musician? What's your favorite genre? What, oh my God. what, what gets Billy mood, Williams I going? I don't, I don't have one favorite artist. It all depends on my mood. I mean, I listen to Silk Sonic with Bruno Mars and those guys. But if I'm in okay. a different mood, I'll listen to Tchaikovsky. You know, I'll listen to, I mean, it all really depends on what I'm trying to do. So there's the best way to put it. If I'm trying to focus and really think, I'm listening to classical. Okay. Always classical. If I just want, if I'm in the gym, I'm listening to heavy metal, Right. Uh, if I'm in um, just my normal every day around the house, I'm probably listening to whatever's on top 40, something like that. But I listen to music specific to what I want to accomplish. I love that. I'm, I'm in the same boat. I've, I've, if someone asked me that question, I probably wouldn't be able to answer it either because it really just depends on the type of maybe the type of the, uh, the, the uh, specific season we're in. I mean, if it's winter mm -hmm. here in Indiana. Oh my gosh, for some reason, it's just like for someone listening to sad country songs, drinking beer at the bar. It's like, what? Why? <laughs> I, I just don't know. It's just, it's just how it is. But um, those, those questions, the reason why I like asking this question is because one, it helps, helps the listeners get to know you a little bit more better, Billy. And, and two, I, I'm selfishly have this podcast so I can learn from my guests just as much there as you go. the guests. That's why you do it. That's why everybody stuff. should do it. So with, with that being said, I, I don't, I don't want to waste a ton of time just you know, back and forth here. I want, I want to kind of get into some deep conversation. Let's early give some meat and potatoes. Yes. Let's give some yes. meat and potatoes. So, so today we talk, you know, these, these agents who listen to the show here is talk about a lot about tech or the guest will talk about a piece of technology or, you know, he'll talk about how he built this specific um, process that's helping him with, with his commercial lines leads that he's getting through mm -hmm. his eye wave or whatever it might be. Right. But, but I think people try to do one or two things. They make it too complicated. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't make anything more efficient. Just adds extra extra steps and extra problems. Mm -hmm. Or two, they don't have a they don't have a path. They don't have any guidance to tell them whether or not that's wrong or right. So if we could talk a little bit about processes, young Absolutely. agent, ideal, maybe under the last you know under the age of thirty five or less than five years in the business, what things should producers, whether that's personal lines or commercial lines, I think they kind of go hand in hand in a sense mm -hmm. of of the process and customer journey. What things should young agents be focusing on? Early All right, guys, career? get your pencil, paper, iPads, whatever, uh, Evernotes, whatever it is that you're using to take these guys, because I'm, I'm going to take you to school here for a few minutes. Hey, All right, there we go. Post Gibson's taking them too. So here's the first thing you have to do. Number one, you have to experience the customer journey. 
It has to be about the customer. When the customer decides is in the middle of the night at two o'clock in the morning and decides to go online and get a quote, what is that customer looking for? What questions are they asking? What searches are they doing? And then when that customer finally gets back a quote from, from whoever they got their quote from, what is that customer looking for? Are they looking for a number? Are they looking for information? Are they looking for knowledge? Or are they looking for all of it? Then when that customer finally decides, I want to call somebody and talk to whoever this was, I want to follow with an email, a text or whatever. Here's the deal. If I text you, text me back. Don't call me. Text me back. If I emailed you and said, hey, can you give me some information? Email me back first and then say, I'd like to also talk to you. Right. Because I'm telling you how I want to communicate with you, but you're forcing the way you want to communicate on me. So that's the so, first thing. So you're saying even if on that first story real quick, if you're mm-hmm. saying, um, you know, for an example, this Susie calls or sends in an email, says, hey, can I get mm-hmm. a quote on this? And I need to ask her maybe 36 questions. I'm just throwing it out there. Right. It might be quicker for me to call the, call her on the phone and get those questions. But she sent me an email. So I need to respond to that email because. Maybe well, it's probably, the it could be the bad. And let her know you're calling. That's what I'm yeah, saying. I see what you're okay. There we go. Yeah. That's that's a better Respond to the email and say, Hey, yes, I, I can get that all work for you. But in order to really get this and to get an accurate quote, I'm going to need some information from you. And an email thread is going to be too long. So gotcha. I'm going to call you in five minutes, or here's my appointment schedule. Let's schedule something, let, whatever. All I'm saying is communicate to the people the way they started the communication gotcha. first because it could be the bad time. Yeah, get so it could be a bad time. to do something yes. else. Yep, I like that. I like. I just want, I wanted to make sure I heard that right. Well, what happens is you won't miss all the. Uh, I called and I called and I called and I called because that's what your people are saying. Well, I called and I followed up and I called and I called and I called. And they never picked up the phone because that's not the way they wanted to communicate sure. to begin with. You have to get permission to talk the way you want to talk. Makes a lot of sense. sense. That makes a lot of sense. Absolutely, okay. it does. So now I followed up with Judy. Next thing, video. Video, 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 guys. Um, if you're if you got a good program, the video will translate it for you. I, there are a lot of programs that are out, a lot of AI right now that if you created a video, you could also instantly create the text for that video. So if I'm sending a video proposal, I'm going to send that video. Now I have my own CRM, so it's not fair. Most people can't do this, right? But Uh, I'm going to send that video and then I'm going to take the body, the text of that video, and I'm going to send it to them. Because one, I don't know how they actually communicate. I don't know if they're video people. I don't know if they're they're, uh, reading people, right? But I do know that if I can get them both, I stand a much better chance of them looking at everything. The reason why you want video is not because it's faster, it's easier. It's because, again, it's always about you and I talked earlier. I'd say there's three things I'm always looking for when I... Three things that go into the bucket of efficiency, right? Because everybody says it's more efficient, it's more efficient, it's more efficient. There are three things that go into the bucket of efficiency. Number one, am I communicating? Communicating means the receiver is receiving and understanding the message. It doesn't matter what I send. It only matters what they receive and understand. So number one, am I communicating? Number two, am I accurate? Am I sending Mm. accurate information? Mm. Okay. And number three, is it faster? So with video, I can communicate better. I can communicate accurately and I can communicate 
faster a lot of times than me sitting there trying to do it. And, and the person receives that message a little bit better. So video proposals are, are huge. Here's the other thing, and we track all this stuff. Most video proposals, and we've sent out thousands and thousands and thousands of video proposals among my partner agencies. And even now my kids and I have started a scratch agency. I don't know if you guys knew that or not, but we started a scratch agency, right? We're primarily here, here first. Services. Yeah. We're primarily What's the name of it? You said a uh, financial huh? service. You say primarily yeah, financial primarily, services. I mean, my kids are still doing some PNC stuff on the side and I've got a partner that's with us that that's all he does is PNC, gotcha. but I'm at a point in my career. Well, I'm not, I am not interested in Mrs. Jenkins, $12 rate increase on her car. I have no interest in that whatsoever. What I'm interested in is Johnny is retiring and he's got $1.6 million sitting in his 401k and we want to put that in into, a, into an annuity. That's what I'm interested in. Yep. And that's the denomination you think in. I don't think in a $12 rate increase denomination. Okay. And a lot of agents are screwing themselves because they're so busy chasing that I just need to get a policy that they're not going after the type and the amount of policy that they should go after. They're afraid of commercial because it's a longer tail, right? But it's more money. Yeah, but I would, I'd rather write a renter's policy today. Nah, no. So anyway, let me stop. I digress. So now <laughs> what we've noticed is when uh, we track all this, most video proposals that we send out are opened multiple times between 10 p.m. and midnight. Real quick on the proposals things. I've had a couple people ask this question and and, mm -hmm. and I'm going to tell you what I do and, and it's, it takes, a, it probably takes too long, but I also don't probably don't have the technology. We'll talk about that down the road here yeah. that they can use or they can go look into that might help and benefit them in the long run. But for me, I, I've created my own proposal on Canva. It's so easy okay. for me to go in there, yes. plug, drop in, whatever it might be. Right. It took me, it took me about almost a whole day to create the whole proposal, the six page proposal, like I wanted it to be, or the five page proposal, like I wanted it to be. And then I take that proposal customized for them that has their current policy information, current coverages, premium mm -hmm. side by side with mine, and then a recommended. Right. So I, <laughs> so I then put that in PDF form and then I do a video over that that uh, yes. I'll do a video proposal over that. Are you? Is that what you guys are doing, or is Absolutely. that what you're seeing Absolutely. people do? So we have are the they... technology already built in uh, to my data marketing super okay. center. That again, I have my own CRM, so it's not fair. Makes it difficult. Now, yeah, you yeah, guys, I get it. you know, if you've got a website, I don't know, I don't know who sponsors you, who doesn't sponsor you, but I can tell you right now, uh, Chris Langeal. That's who we use, oh, Advisor Evolve. Okay, Advisor Evolve. He's already got this all built into his system already, so I don't care. Now you don't even have to use that. You can take a Loom. Just a regular Loom video, okay? And record yourself on the Loom going over a proposal with someone and send that out. It doesn't have to be the fanciest, most expensive video stuff in the world. Sure, sure. Right, because it's about the communication. Remember I said, it's about communication, accuracy, and speed. So if I can do a Loom video, then I'm fine. So now, what we've noticed, because this is really important, and I don't want your listeners to miss this, most of our video proposals are opened multiple times between wow. 10 p.m. and midnight. Okay, 10 p.m. and midnight. The other thing about a video is that, Tom, let's say I send a, a written proposal and Tom's got to talk to his wife about it. Well, now Tom is trying to explain something Tom doesn't know. Right. So he is he is minimizing the value of the work I've done on that quote because he's screwing up 
all this stuff that I tried to explain. With a video, Tom says, here, let's watch the video, honey. That's why we see multiple times because I track the actual ISP address. And a lot gotcha. of times those multiple opens are not coming from the same ISP address. So it may be 10 o'clock that mama is on her computer looking at the video. And at 10.02, dad is on his computer in the office in the basement looking at the video. And at 10.03, they're sending it to a partner saying, hey, why don't you check this out? But here's the thing. I'm communicating accurate, correct information each time. I love that. No, I love that. What, what what about what about so I've had multiple people do this and I know I know that it's it's you shouldn't be doing this. Um, but I know some people do. They get the quote back, they save the PDF from Safego, for example, right? I save mm -hmm. my I save my auto quote from Safego. I send it off to the customer over on a video proposal or a video quote, mm -hmm. and it's literally Safego's information. How important is sending just that quote over compared to creating your own branded agency proposals. In my opinion, it's not important at all because the customer's okay. buying from you. They're not buying from Safeco. Thank you. That's I, I my opinion. So if, okay. if you guys got the time, like like you, you're creative. So if you've got the time to go on to Canva and create it, oh, it's very professional. It's very, it's branding. I mean, it's marketing. It's all of that. But for a guy today who may not have that creativity, just go get you a free damn loom video, you know, that and away. send it off. The, I always teach agents. Don't worry about the good stuff until you can actually afford the good stuff. Okay. Right now, you just need a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. You can eat filet mignon <laughs> later. Later. Right. Now, right. You need a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Or like Lou, or it's like we're, right now, we're recording this podcast via Zoom. Yep. My podcast, I guarantee you out in the world, costs a hell of a lot cheaper than all the other ones out there because it's simplicity. It's about the content and about the curation right. of it. So for me, I've, this is a free, well, this is actually on my planned one because I do more multiple, I do some webinars with multiple gotcha. participants, but you can get a free Zoom account. I could sit here and record with one person for 50, 45 minutes, yep. but guess what? There's something in here. It's called share your screen. You can get on this by yourself and share your screen with that proposal PDF and yep. do it and save it and send it. It's the same thing. So the excuse of, oh, I don't have the money in my budget to pay for a video proposal. That's BS. That's just yep. you not wanting to do it. Am I wrong? No, no, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And a part of that problem is um, is the the technology should fit into your process. So let's talk about this because we're talking about process. Here's the deal. You have four types of staff in your agency. I don't care if you're a one-person shop. You have four types of staff. You have processes, which is your general manager. You have technology, you have automation and you have human staff, right? Processes, again, that's your general manager. So processes guide everything in your agency. Step one, pick up the phone. Step two, open up the uh, AMS system. Step three, look for a phone number. Step four, verify this information, whatever that process is, right? Then you have technology, automation, and humans. So if you hire the way that I train to hire, the way I mentor to hire, you're going to have your processes. Then you're going to have your technology that you need to work that process, not just some fluff. Need, not one. You said need. Right. That's usually just an AMS system, a phone system, an email system. And if you got a good AMS, most of that happens inside of your AMS, except for the phone anyway. Right? Correct. So- 
Then you're going to have your technology, which your AMS, and then you're going to have your automation, which is your templates that you created. That's automatically sent when something happens. Maybe it's a workflow that you've built into your AMS that says the moment I categorize a person as a new customer, they get this drip email series. They get this text message series. They get this. So I want that communication to go out effectively, fast, and accurately, right? Correct. Humans are the last piece of my, of my staff because humans are there to manage my processes. They're there to work the technology and they're there to verify the automation. So once I have them doing that, now I don't have to worry about a lot of these things happening. Now I can teach my human staff, my people, to have the conversations that I need them to have. But a lot of your people aren't having conversations because they're caught up in the technology. Yep. They're trying to figure out what button to push. They're trying to figure out what email to send. They're trying to figure out how to write a damn email, right? What wording should I say here? And so they don't have the creativity to just have that conversation because you didn't set the process. Bingo. So process is first. So anyway, continuing on with our tech journey. So now the person uh, gets your video quote. They decide they want to call you. At that point, the most important thing you can have in your agency are agency standards. Agency standards. This is our minimum recommended coverage. So you're getting an auto quote. Our minimum is 25500 Now, I'll sell you 5100 if that's what you want. I'll sell you 100300 but you're going to have to sign a decline coverage form for to get anything less than our recommended standard. See, that's our process. Well, why do I have to sign it? Because that's our agency process. Now, what that does, that takes, it doesn't matter how strong your salespeople are, how weak your salespeople are, because we're all speaking the same language. We're speaking one common language. These are our standards. I'm going to explain the consequences of if you don't accept our standards, meaning you could have to end up paying more money out of pocket. Uh, you may not be covered in this claim. You may have to pay your own rehab, your own medical. You may have to pay a portion of your own legal fees if you had to go to court because you didn't take our recommended coverage, which is going to better protect you than this minimum coverage, right? So now, I don't care if you're 18 to 80. I don't care if you've got experience or not got, you don't have experience. I don't care because you're speaking our common language. See, a lot of your agencies aren't growing because your tech is speaking one language. Your automation is speaking a different language. Your staff is speaking one language. Your work ethic is speaking a different language. We don't have that issue with the Williams Family Investment Group. We all speak a common language based on that agency's minimum standard. Now, I may have a commercial agency, and they have a completely different standard than a PNC agency. Or I may have a life insurance agency or an annuity focus or a senior product agency. Completely different standards, but everyone in that agency speaks the same language. And we start that by making sure we have minimum recommended agency standards. So now when I'm talking to that customer, I'm talking from that standpoint. Okay, go ahead, not Gina. only and not not only is the price between those two things that you just stated stated with the 100 300 or the you know 25500 aren't they not they're not even that far apart on for premium but guess what you're trying to do what if you're in this industry and you don't have the premier focus of I'm trying to make sure that they're in you know when they sign this document I feel confident that they're protected the way that they need to be protected right, right? up to our agency standards 
But if you're the well, one, you go beyond the agency standards. Remember, the agency standards are your minimum. But minimum. As, long, yeah, as long as you are above below that or above that minimum, you know, you need to make sure that that is your top priority. Yeah. But here's here's the here's the kicker, in my opinion. If you want to sell 250 or twenty five fifty limits or state you know state minimum liability limits or anything under those standards, maybe you should second guess why you're doing what you're doing. First off, because the reason why you have agency standards, if you're telling someone else how to protect themselves and their assets, guess what you have to do? You got to protect yourself and your assets as an as an insurance agent. And by having those standards, you're protecting yourself from a consequence that's going to make you lose everything that you've just worked for. Well, again, we don't we don't have very many ENO complaints. The only the only ENO and understand I'm a partner in 160 plus agencies. Right. The only time we see an ENO complaint is when someone doesn't follow our processes, when they don't listen to the general manager. Okay? That's when we have a problem. And if you don't listen to the general manager in a normal job, what happens? Bye-bye. Right. You get fired. And that's the same thing that happens in our agencies. If we end up with an issue like an ENO or something else or a customer having a problem or whatever, and I go back and I check my processes and you didn't follow my process, you're either going to get reassigned in the agency or reassigned out of the agency. Because that's my standard. That's how we do it. Look at it in a look at it in a sports perspective, listeners. I mean, it, it, it's a game plan. I've said this yes. before, you know, and the reason why I started my local podcast and started doing that as a sales funnel for commercial clients was because Bradley Flowers gave me a game plan. Okay. If I don't follow it, you think Bradley's going to be very receptive of me asking him for advice ever again? Probably not. But two, he gave me a cheat code to go succeed. And I took it, read it, did my thing, and I had some success with. Right? right. It's like a coach. Your coach is going to give you a game plan. You want to be, you know, six, if you're six foot five and you're 197 pounds, but you want to go play division one, be a division one lineman. You better put some weight on, right? <laughs> you could have a game plan to put some weight on. Everything we do, there's a game plan to it. And, and that's the one thing I love about you and how you put things in perspective is it's like a game plan to me. Exactly. Well, the thing you have to understand about people, and remember, I'm retired Army, you know, commander of, Com of Army College recruiting, so I'm used to dealing with younger kids and younger people and whatever. Most people can edit success better than they can create it. So let me explain what I mean by that. Let's take Canva. The reason why Canva is so popular because Canva gives you templates to work with. You take those templates and you modify them for what you need, right? You, but a lot of people, if they just had a blank canvas and they said, create something, most people couldn't do it. They couldn't do it. So when we give you a template, when we give you a script, when we give you a process, when we give you a workflow, when we give you automation, technology, what I'm doing is I'm giving you something that you can use to edit your success more than create your success. Mm. That's, I what love I mean. that. That's what I mean. Most people can edit success better than they can create success. Well, and, and but you have to be accepted and coachable, I guess is the yes. way I, I put that, right? You've got to, you've got to be receptive to it, accepting of you know, maybe it's some, maybe you're going from one agency to another, or you're going from, you know, being a producer to now an agency owner, whatever the, whatever the jump is. I mean, you still have to master that. You, you do, you do. But let's say I'm working with an older agency. Like you guys are pliable. You guys are learn, you know, you, you can learn. Let's say I'm working with someone who's been in the business 45 years, right? 
and they say, Billy, what's, you know, I, I've, I've done it all. I've seen it all. I know it all. There's nothing you can teach me. There's this and this. And I'm like, okay, cool. Here's what we're going to do. The first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to set up your email templates and I want you to send out this email template in that situation. Can you do that for me? Yeah, yeah, I, I, that I can do. But all this other stuff, don't worry about all that other stuff. Don't worry about all the claims you've dealt with and all the people that have told you no and all. Don't worry about any of that. Just send this email template when this situation happens. They go, okay, I can do that. So now on that email template, that email template is going to have one, the message that I wanted to have accurately written. It's going to have our agency standards. It's going to have what you currently have, and it's going to have our recommendations, right? And we've gone through, uh, if it's an auto endorsement, we've got our main coverages. Here are the standards. Here's what you have. Here's what we recommend. We go through home, all of that. So now what happens is the agent, I'm not, I'm not undermining their experience. I'm not taking away you know, all that wisdom that they have, but I am having them do things more efficient the way I want, which is send communication that's accurate and faster. So now when you're doing an endorsement, you can edit that template. You can add whatever you want to add to our templates, but you cannot take away. There is no subtraction on our templates. There's only addition. I'm going to get your eyes all perked up here and you're going to be all bright eyed and bushy tail when I say this, because uh, it, you love link tree. Yes. And I, I, love have, I have been a link tree user for a couple of years now and, and Oh my lands, does it make life so much more easy? Yes. You know, especially with, you want people to get somewhere at a quick, you know, certain, whether it's on their phone or on the email, how can I get them quick from point A to point B with the least amount of hassle? Linktree is a way to do that if you're wanting Absolutely. them to connect with you in certain ways. Are you having are you having everybody in your agencies? Are you seeing everybody use the Linktree um, feature? Yeah, it's, How it's, are they using it's it? mandatory. Is that going in the but, templates, but you got to remember, I have a tech team. So sure. when I, when I partner with an agency, part of that partnership is there are certain things that our tech team is going to do. So we create a Linktree for everybody. Gotcha. Right, that, that has an outbound communication. We create that link tree, and that link tree may have your website, your appointment scheduler, your social networking pla- uh, platforms. Maybe you're on YouTube. Maybe you got a podcast. Maybe you got whatever. So yeah, we we send that out. But it's easier for us because we control the setup. I'm not relying on the agent or the staff member to set it up. Gotcha. So it's much easier for us. Sure. Okay. But if you but, hey, but it, guys. It, it, it's easy to do. I mean, well, it's, 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 it's pretty easy to do. And you, but you should, know what? you should be easy. able to get through it. It's it's easy not to tell a lie, but people still lie. It's easy not to steal, but people still, they still, you know, steal. It's it's easy to do the right thing. Yep. It may not be emotionally easy all the time because you want to somehow make the other person feel happy. But if you're not emotionally caught up in the other person's actions or reaction, it's easy to be good, but that doesn't mean we always do it, right? And so it's the same thing here. I hear agents, they like, oh, Billy, I'm so busy. I'm going to get this straight. You can't be <laughs> whining and moaning and crying about how broke you were, about how you don't have any policies, you don't have any leads, your people aren't doing what you want them to do, but you're too busy to set up my processes that I've already written out for you. I've already put step-by-step step for you. All you have to do is edit the process. You don't have to create it. You just need to edit it. But you're too 
busy. No, what you're telling me is emotionally, you're not at the place you need to be. You're not trying to get away from something. We talked about that before the process started. When you're running from something or you're trying to get away from something, you work harder than if it's just an opportunity that happened to pop up. Or here's the thing. That's why when you went down to the Dominican Republic, those guys are busting their ass because they're trying mm-hmm. to get out the hood, get out the ghetto. They're try- And it's not that they're trying to get to someplace because that doesn't have as much emphasis getting to someplace as getting from someplace. If I'm in a bad marriage, not that I've ever been in a bad marriage, I've been married forever, but if I was in a bad marriage, I'm going to do everything I can to get out of that bad marriage. That doesn't mean I'm going to go try to find Mrs. Right. You know, I'm not running to Mrs. Right. I'm running from Mrs. Wrong. Wrong. Right. And so that's the thing when I see lazy agents, you're not running from something. You're not running from broke because you probably got money in the bank. You're not running from inefficiency because you probably feel like what the hell is going to get done anyway. If I don't do it, somebody else is going to do it right? You're not running from anything, but man, when you run from something, dude, you will bust your butt. And I love those agents. I'm like, what do you, what do you have to lose? What, what, you know, what is it that you do? I hate where I am, where I'm working. I hate the pay, the people I'm working with. I hate the fact that, you know, my dad owns the agency and he won't listen to anything I'm saying. I, I mean, they hate it and they want to get away from it. Those are agents that I love to work with because now I know they're going to take the time to do what they need to do. Versus everything else is being complacent and comfortable. And dude, the, the 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 unfortunate part about it, but also a, a great opportunity, I guess, for for themselves and for the industry is is those people need guidance. Um, whether that's the lack of training they're receiving, the lack of um, and, and training goes huge. And, and you and I both know this. Tra- training play, is play, what makes it right. I mean, training for it and the the game plan of training, the whole nine yards of that. Is, is so important, but, but you, you could be a young agent and be the best thing since sliced bread with being able to talk and sell, you know, sell the soul off of a shoe. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, he's going to have a process, right? He's got to have a process. He doesn't have a process. He's got to have a process. He's got to have a process, but some just don't understand it. Well, the thing is we all have a process. Let's, let's get straight. We all have a process. It may not be written. It may not even be understood, but we're all going to do something a certain way. So if Sally has been screwing up something, you can double check. Sally's been screwing up something that way for a while because that's her process. You didn't give her the right way to do it. So she figured out how to get it done on her own. Now, the fact Mm -hmm. that it's the wrong way, hey, at least something happened. So that's the problem. When, When you don't give a process, right? A verifiable written process, accurate process. Then the other person is left on their own to create something. Remember I said people can edit success much better than they can create it. So they're left to create something and not everybody's a good artist and not everybody can create good things, but they had to create something because something had to get done. Did you hear that virtual intelligence and on-hand VAs actually merge? That's right. I was talking to Michael Cruz and checking out what he has there with his Colombian workers. And I said to him, dude, 
what's up? You realize you're not a VA, right? He said, what do you mean? I said, you're a VE. Look it up on ChatGPT. I encourage you to do that too. He's got forward-facing VEs. VEs that can answer the phone and take questions 30 days in. You say yes to Michael. I want what you have. In 30 days, that's what he delivers. I said, Michael, this is unbelievable. We're strong in the front, but we're really strong in the back end. You provide the external VE for us. We provide the internal VE. I looked at him. I said, buddy, let's do this together. Let's let's do this. And he looked at me and he put out his hand and like a good solid Cuban American, he said, Jason, I'm committed. Let's do it. And that's what we did. We flew to Columbia. We saw his operation and you need to see it too. Give us a little click at virtual Intel. That's with two L's. That's virtual I N T E L L dot com. Go check us out. See what we're doing. High quality VEs mixed with technology delivered right into your agency. And you don't have to do all the things that you don't like to do, like hiring, firing, requiring, recreating, trying to find processes. Just there's so much stuff. I can't even say it right. That's right. Virtual Intel cast certified. Are you seeing more people, maybe younger, maybe older, I don't know. Are you seeing more people branch off and go want to go do something on their own? Are you seeing that be more of a oh, common yeah, thing yeah, yeah, yeah. Recently? That's the mentality because you guys grew up in that Instagram world. You don't like I don't know how old you are, but I'm assuming you don't know a world. 27. You, yeah, you don't know a world without an iPhone. But here's here's something funny. We probably can re, you can probably rebuttal. I do know a lot about this iPhone now because it's helping me out, and making me. But more do you know a world without an iPhone? In yes, I do. Because I never had it. So my dad, so my dad owned a surveying company, has forever. Okay. Well, back when I was in seventh grade, eighth grade, all my friends were getting cell phones. They got these flip. I think the razor was a thing back in the day. The okay. uh, whatever the uh, one that you could flip horizontal right. and you could type on it. That those the LGs, those were those were the next Nokia is the LG. Yeah, those that came out. Um, but my dad and all the surveying crew, they had Nextel Direct Connect, the Nextel walkie talkie that flip flip. Yes, sure. So I had a self. I got a cell phone my eighth grade year just because I was playing golf in middle school. And when you're going, you know, bombing with one to check Mm -hmm. in. But the only time I could use that phone was it was a literally a direct connect so i didn't i didn't ever had a phone my parents kept phones away from us until we were we were middle middle way through high school so i think i might be a little bit different just in the how you say i talked about having a little bit of an old soul old spirit to me right also because of how my parents raised me but yeah dude no one you ask any other 25 26 27 year old they don't know a life without an iphone right and so because they don't know life without it then in their mind Everything has to be technology based. Everything has to be uh, Instagram or fancy. I, I've got to, I've got to bring the heat. I got to pimp my ride. You know, I got to do all this. I've got to be the center of everything. It's got to be my shingle, my name, my stuff, my brand, my, shoes. my image. Yeah. But yeah, my image. I want my. I mean, it's got to be that. You know, once Gary V got his shoe, and he wasn't an athlete. All of a sudden, all these other non-athletes. Yep suddenly wanted a shoe, right? Yep. Because Gary Vee had his shoe, right? So the younger people, I don't expect them to stick around very long. And that's what I tell all my staff, all my all my agencies that are my partners. Look, when we hire somebody, we're hiring them to work our process. That's what we're hiring them for, to work our processes. If they happen to stick around two years, three years, five years, amazing. But I have no expectation. 
That's why my processes have to be stronger than my people. If I build up, if I build my agency around people and people leave, every time that person leaves, my agency takes a dip. Right? It we takes just, a we just big had dip. that happen yesterday. Yeah. yeah, it takes a big dip because it was built around that person. But when it's built around a process that that person is managing and running and operating, now all I got to do is bring someone in to take over the process. And maybe they're not as good as the person who left, but my process is always as good as it was ah. working it. So so loyal listeners, there's that go on it. The writing on the wall is get your process in yes. check. Get it checked out. Ask for help. The biggest thing, Billy, I, I tell this every show, every episode. If you're on ask out there asking for advice, asking for help, asking, you know, Jason Cast, Jason, can I spend ten minutes of your time? I got a couple of questions. I'd love to love to hear. Your Jason flew down on on his birthday last year. Jason flew down and spent two days with me, right, in in Dallas on his birthday, not with his family, not with whatever. Talk about Jason Cast. He flew down, spent two days with me and picked my brain and we played golf and we talked and we did whatever. That's why Jason and I are, are like, are like family. You know Absolutely. what I mean? He talks about you. It's dude. He speaks so much, so highly of you. Literally loves you, adores you. And then that anybody that Jason likes, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I seem to seem to like as well. And well, Jason's just a good he's people. A genuine guy who really yeah. cares about this industry. You know yes. what I'm saying? And so that that's what I'm saying. If you if you don't have that kind of humbleness about you where you are willing to say, let me go sit at the feet of the mentor. Let me yep. go sit at the feet of the knowledge, of the wisdom, not just at my feet, but let me go find the wisdom, the knowledge, the whatever. Because I go sit at the feet of other people, just like Jason came and spent Absolutely. two days with me. I will spend money and go spend two days with somebody else. You know, uh, uh, I mean, yeah, I used to spend like $25,000 just to go to Berkshire Hathaway week because I wanted to be around those people, right, from Berkshire Hathaway. I mean, all of those kind of things. And if you're not willing to do that, if you're not willing to grow, and if you're too, Socrates said it best. He said, smart people learn from everything and everyone. Average people learn from experience. Stupid people don't learn anything because they already know everything. Ah. And that's something Socrates said thousands of years ago. You think you'll ever stop learning? No. I the didn't think stop so. learning. Oh, I'm not, well, I start dying. I mean, if you're not moving, you're dying. So sure. if I don't, even right now, opening the Scratch Agency with my kids, right? I'm a PNC guru. There's nothing that you can ask me about running a PNC agency that I can't tell you. But you know what I'm not a guru of or in? I don't know Medicare supplements and Medicare Advantage the way that I'm going to. I don't know all the ins and out of, of annuities and fixed annuities the way that I'm going to. I don't know deferred comp plans and key man policies the way that I'm going to. So at, at night, when when my wife and I lay down, I put on, put on earbuds. And I fall asleep listening to this is what an annuity is. This is what. A, now, I may only hear 10 minutes of it before I fall asleep, but it keeps playing. Right. Because there's something that is piercing in my brain. And the next day I'll get up and I won't even remember hearing it, but I'll read something and go, hmm, that, that sounds familiar to me. 
And this is every night, right? Mm -hmm. This is every, this is not something that I just did today because this is a whole new world for me. And so I'm probably going to do this for the next year. Every night I'm going to go to bed with something saying I need to learn. And I'm learning from some really good folks that are out here. So no, you never stop learning. Now, applying that learning is not, learning is not the problem. Let me just say this. Learning is never your problem. Most of your listeners know what the hell to do. They yep. do. The problem, believe it or not, is time management. I think that is the number one problem in most agencies. I have this saying in ice cream, which you, you know, you, you guys can go out to icecreamlessons.com if you want to hear some of the stuff that he's talking about. Icecreamlessons.com. Okay. In ice cream, I have this saying, if you don't make the time to create wealth, then all of your time is spent fighting off poverty. Okay. If you don't make the time to create wealth, then all of your time is spent fighting off poverty. And I think time management is the number one problem with most young agents in the industry. And the reason why they have a time management problem is because they have a priority problem. They don't know what to prioritize. Everything is a priority, right, to them. That phone ringing, that text message coming in, that email coming in, the carrier leaving a message, the wife calling for this, the kids picking, you know, have to go pick up milk from the store. Uh, everything's the same damn priority to them. And it can't be. You've got to have A, B, and C priorities. A, I need to get it done right now. Ooh. B, I'll get it done as soon as I can. And C, if I ever get to it, then I will. But that's the problem. And they don't know what their A, B, and C priorities are. And the reason why they don't know is because they don't have a, a process. What happens the moment we all have these brain farts, right? We all have brain farts where we don't remember something, right? What do I do? On my phone, I have an Android. I'm an Android guy, not an iPhone guy. But Ooh. on my it works for me. Okay. It's my phone. I have this notes app and I probably have 7,000 different notes on my phone, all tagged, all categorized. And so if, if someone's asking me, well, Billy, what's, what's the top 20 ways to market for auto insurance? I could go, hmm, well, you know, you can uh, buy some leads. You can do some this. You can, I say, well, here, let me go to my phone. Let me tag in auto insurance leads, top 20. Bam. Well, here's what our research so shows. When I looked at our, you know, the 26,000 policies that we wrote last month as a group, here are the sources that they came from. So these are our top five, top 10, top 15 sources. Now, if I didn't take the time to categorize that, if I didn't take the time to put that information together, if my team didn't take the time to put that information together, if I didn't take the time to make sure they uploaded it to my OneDrive so that it synced to my phone, right? If none of that happened, then I can't have that access to information. So that means you asking me that question, uh, uh, well, uh, now I'm taking time away that I actually have the answer right there in front of me. So no, guys, I truly believe the number one problem with most young agents, it's two legs. Number one, time management. Number two, being able to properly prioritize. And the way you get around both of those, have a written process. Step one, so do this. Step two, do this. Step three, do that. So this is a, I, I get, I buy one notebook a year and it's just for kind of quick notes slash, you know, I might be sitting here at the table. I might, it, it stays at home. It's just okay. kind of my little journal, I guess, maybe for lack of a better term. If it's something that I use in business, I'll go and take it on my one note and I'll put it, I'll type it in there. I'll take a picture of it and use AI right. and have it scanned and put it into the note. Right. Um, but there's something about writing stuff down for me that it, it sticks in my brain a little bit more. 
But you'll never guess in my 2023 notebook. First page is. Let me guess. Ice cream. That's what I'm talking about, my man. The first page. <laughs> and and I'm, I didn't just write that down. I didn't do that before the show just to do that or just to just to toot my horn. But I legitimately that was the first thing I wrote in that notebook. And it was it was day one of 2023 in the office. And I always start my day with I, a nice, I love some it. type of motivation. That's the kind of that's the kind of impact and influence that I want to have in this industry. It doesn't matter what you do when you're here. What matters is what you leave when you're gone. Absolutely. Right. And those are the kind of legacy impact things that I want to leave where people go, well, I don't know. What's that guy's name? I don't know. Black guy, ball headed, played a lot of golf. <laughs> uh, I don't remember his name, but here's what he said that really impacted me. Here's what he taught me that really drove me to a whole different level in my business. That's legacy. And that's yes. what I want to leave in this industry. Well, you, you are making it more of an impact than uh, you probably know. Um, and and I, I appreciate everything that you do, you do for the industry. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I love having not only just, you know, smart individuals, forward thinking individuals, people that care and love the industry and the work that they're doing. Um, but people that also believe and have the same, same motivation, same, I guess, vision and, and, and um, I guess career path of where I want to go. I mean, following in somebody's footsteps like yourself, I mean, who wouldn't want that, right? Somebody like a Jason cat, why would someone yeah. not want to follow in those footsteps? Um, they've, they've, people have done it before. You know, right? let me, let me tell this story about Jason. This is, oh, this is, please come this, on. This is why I think Jason is so into my mentoring and what we do and why we're such good friends, almost family seven or eight years ago. I don't exactly know when the, you know, when it was, but we were sitting and talking and Jason was talking about his agency and what he's doing. And, and I told him, I said, Jason, the, the problem with your agency is that you are the number one producer in your agency. You have got to stop being the number one producer in the agency. You've got to get the hell out the way. You've got to delegate it and give it to someone else. And I said, what, when you do that, it'll allow you to mentally free up and it'll allow you to go do other things that you love to do, right? Because you're, you're delegating it. So here we are eight years later. And again, I'm not speaking on Jason's behalf. You guys can call Jason or talk to Jason, you know. But here we are eight years later. Jason runs his own podcast syndicate thing, right? He does stuff in Cuba for churches. He runs other organizations in the industry. He hosts uh, amazing workshops like Brainshare and Indie Tech, and he does all this other stuff. And you know why? Because he's not sitting there trying to be the number one producer in his agency. He's going and saying, let me create a process. Let me train other people to do these processes. Let me oversee these processes and manage and spot check these processes. And while they're doing that, I can be off doing bigger denomination things or bigger things that impact the industry. I think that's why Jason is is a Billy Williams fan and why Billy Williams is a Jason fan, because that conversation changed the trajectory of I think his agency and which changed the trajectory of his career, which changed the trajectory of his life and all the other lives that he touches. Well, you know, and and, and it, that story is awesome because you probably know as well, there's probably very few out there um, that, that do. And I know he shared it on a mastermind meeting uh, last week that, that I was on and uh, he, he hired a CEO. Yes. 
he and however many years he's been doing this, you know, and I think that has a little bit of a reaper or a little bit of a uh, reap of reward of the things that you've probably advised and, and and you guys have had conversations about. And that's a great part about having a mentor and someone you can bounce those ideas off of, because that probably sparked his interest or his his uh, his thought and in his mind and the best for the for his agency's long term, you know, success and legacy. I need to hire. I need to take off more. I need to hire, not take off, but I need to delegate more and give somebody some more responsibility that deserves it. And he did. He hired a CEO. And now for him, that's been a massive thing for him, especially when it comes to the automation side of things now. Right. And, well, the thing so, about so it is, that's, I'm, I'm going to leave, you know, I told you I'm a numbers guy. We start talking. So I tell you, I got to break things down into numbers because I'm not that smart about retaining, but I can retain numbers. So there are four types of discipline, right? I told you there are four types of staff, right? There's, there's uh, processes, technology, automation, and then your humans. But right. there are also four types of discipline. Okay. Self-discipline, accountability, automation and technology, and outsourcing. And when you go through that, that workflow, self-discipline, that's what a lot of your young agents are depending on right now. Their own self-discipline. I'm getting in there. I'm hustling. I'm working 12 hours a day. I'm making it work. I'm doing this, right? That's fine. But self-discipline is tied to your emotion, which means the moment you get emotional about something, that self-discipline goes out the door. I'm super self-disciplined about eating until I'm hungry, <laughs> right? And now if I'm hungry and I'm in the car, dude, Taco Bell starts calling me, Burger King. Yes, it's my favorite. Eat. I would never eat. So I'm super self-disciplined as long as I never get hungry, right? So same thing. Uh, there are a lot of golfers that are super self-disciplined about practice as long as it's not cold. Not hot, not rainy, you know, that not iced in Texas. As long as everything's perfect, they're self-disciplined. The problem is what happens when things are not perfect, right? And that goes to the number two. So I say there are four disciplines, self-discipline, accountability, automation technology, and then outsourcing. So when your self-discipline starts to wane, you need accountability. That could be an accountability partner, another agent that you talk to on a regular basis. That could be your mentor. That could be your wife or your spouse saying, hey, you need to get in there and do this. But somebody needs to know what you're supposed to do. See, a lot of agents won't, they won't be successful because they're hiding, right? They, they, they're hiding out. No one knows what they're supposed to do. Therefore, there's no accountability of doing it. So in that. golf. Right. In golf, I talk a lot of trash in golf. I mean, if you ever play with me, I talk a lot of trash. But a lot of that is accountability. Because if I tell you I'm beating you by five strokes today and I put it out publicly, dude, I better go work my you butt better. off yeah, yep. to beat you by five strokes. Right. Or else you're not going to give me any credibility. That's just Billy. He's just talking trash. He's <laughs> he's not taking it serious. You know, so now I have no credibility. So accountability, a lot of that is just letting someone else know what you're supposed to do. So if you're having a problem sticking to your daily schedule, call another agent, call another friend and say, hey, man, today I'm supposed to make 20 outbound calls. I'm supposed to send out 50 text messages. I'm supposed to you know, get on LinkedIn and connect with five new potential referral partners. Check with me at four o'clock and see if I've done this. See, that's accountability. Love that too. And there's, and there's, and there's people that are willing to do that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. People are willing to help you because it helps yes. them too. The best way to learn something is to teach it. Okay, best way to learn something is to teach it. So the third of those disciplines is technology and automation. That's where you guys are caught up. You young guys are all caught up in technology and automation, right? 
because you're trying to do the fourth with it, which is delegate, outsource it. So you're so, most of the young folks, not you, but most of the young folks are so busy trying not to work, right? And that's what they use technology and automation for so that I don't have to work. But what it does is when you don't manually touch something, you don't learn it. So if all you've done is, is use a quote tool as opposed to writing something down on a damn quote sheet, sometimes you don't ask all the questions that a quote sheet has. You don't Absolutely. ask square footage. You don't ask, hey, what what year was this made? What what year, what when did you get your HVAC updated? When did you do? you don't ask those questions because you never learned the manual way to do something. So whenever I partner with an agency, and this makes them all mad, the first month that I'm a partner in that agency, everything goes back to a quote sheet. Everybody, I don't care if you've been doing it for forty years, you've got to go back to a quote sheet. Because it's the only way I can track and get everybody on the same language. Okay. So it's kind of like hitting a reset button in a sense. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, in the military, every year you have this thing um, called bivouac or RTEP where you go out for two weeks and you work on your skill. You go back to the basics. So you go in the field for two weeks and you work on this skill. In school, what I used to do was with my kids whatever grade they were in, I always over the summer had them do workbooks two grades below that. So if they were in the sixth grade, I make them do a fourth grade workbook. If they're in the eighth grade, I made them do a sixth grade workbook because there was something there that they missed. Either a teacher didn't teach it, either uh, they didn't have enough time to cover it in the subject, uh, something, but there's always something that they missed that's foundational, Right. Now, here I am today. My kids, my oldest is 20 years old. He's a senior at University of Southern California, about to graduate. He's a mathematics mathematics and computer science major, right? My 19-year-old is a sophomore at University of Texas Arlington. She's a physics major. My 18-year-old is at Midland University in Nebraska, and she's an exercise science major, right? They're on a scholarship. So going back, my kids hated it. They hated going back and having to do those workbooks over the summer because they wanted to hang out with their friends and they wanted to go do this. And I'm like, no, you're not going anywhere until I see a chapter is done in that workbook. But what it does, and they've told me that when other kids were stumbling and fumbling because there was something foundational that they didn't get, I didn't have that problem because I always had the basics. And that's what hey. a lot of agents won't do. And right. I bet you, and I bet you, daggone damn well sure that they knew how to use a Google Calendar or blo time blocking off too with being with you guys because that's something that I love doing. Yeah. And I and I am a divorced individual, the mother of my two kiddos. We get along great, but we we are we are doing so well with family care at win because we have a shared calendar that makes yes. life easier. And that's my, my kids. My kids put their homework assignments in our shared family calendar so that we all know. What's due? And we're we're account all accountable. Yes. My my wife or I can go in and go. Hey, you said you had this physics exam uh, Thursday. Have you studied for that? What's going on with that? No, we, so we all know what's going on with that, and that's that's accountability. But technology and automation. Technology is designed to do three things, which we talked about. And I know we're running over, but it's designed to do You're three good. things. Number one is to communicate effectively. Right. That's what 
technology should allow you to communicate effectively with whoever you're communicating with. Number two, it should allow you to communicate accurately. And number three, it should speed up the process. So if you're buying um, Loom or Zoom or Voom or Room or whatever the hell, whatever you're buying, right? Why are you buying it? Are you buying it because you saw it at a workshop? Because you went to a conference where someone said you should have that? One of the best tools that I, I have in my arsenal of tools is this tool that you uh, um, use. I, well, I can't even think of the name of it as soon as I thought about it. It's on my computer, though. But it allows you to go in and create PDFs. Tango. Oh. Tango.us. Tango. Tango.us. And so we create all of our processes in tango.us because you can put a video in there you can put screen captures in there you can put all this so now all of our written processes are in tango.us so if someone goes in and they go into a library of the agency and say i need to know how to add a fifth car right because that's like one of the major things that new agents have no clue sure. how do i add a trailer and how do i add a fifth car to a policy <laughs> right so for effective in. date change right everybody issue the policy Right. So now you go in and we've got a tango that shows you the video. It records someone actually making that endorsement on whatever. Those are things that you need. Now, that's what you use technology for. But most agents are using it to avoid work. Right. To avoid work, not to make work more efficient, more effective, more knowledgeable, but to say, I don't do that anymore. So let me get this straight. Your customer calls in to make a change on their auto policy. And you say, well, as soon as they call in, my VA picks up the phone and then my VA will take some information and then my VA puts it in Slack and then Slack moves it over to uh, this other tool. And then HubSpot picks it up and then HubSpot takes it over here and does this. And then uh, then my my uh, uh, account managers go in twice a day and look at HubSpot. And it, it's like, dude, couldn't the person just said, hey, thank you for calling anything, thank agency. How can I help you? Yeah, I can do that for you. Let me go ahead and take that information. Really? You see what I'm saying? So guys, you're buying technology. I'm not saying technology is bad in any kind of shape. Way. I use sure. chat GPT and, you know, chat Sonic and all this other stuff, to write blog posts. I, I have my own CRM. We have our own uh, database management tools. We have, I mean, I use the hell out of technology, right? But I use it within a process. I don't just have random pieces of technology. Here's my process. Where in this process does this piece of technology fit? And if it's not, if it's not being used more, in my opinion, if it's not being used more than three times a day, in my opinion, it's not doing what your purpose for, especially if, if, if you're, you know, if you're a personal writing personal lines and you, you know, you've only got three personal lines activities throughout the day and you're using, you know, uh, Calendly to book appointments because no one's going to your, but no one's going to your Calendly to book an appointment. Well, maybe you should not use Calendly. Maybe you should get the appointment on the phone while you're talking to him, right? And then put it in your Calendly yeah, so that you have access to it. Exactly. So I think it's just, I think it's making sure you're identifying what is needed compared to what you just want. And then from what you want and what you need, a little in between of is this going to benefit me in those three things of efficiency, right? Right, right. And if it so, doesn't, you know, when you look at huge agencies, I'm talking like your your Burns and Wilcox, your you know all these other. I mean, you know, they're you know you guys know who they are. Yeah. You've seen the the uh, Insurance Journal top fifty, right? So you go to these huge agencies, they're not having this technology conversation. They're having a process conversation. Mm. Okay. 
Just remember that. So you guys go to these conferences and I say you guys, I'm talking the younger audience that's here. You guys go to these conferences and you're sitting around with people who think like you think, who talk about the things that you talk about. They're talking in the denomination where you are or where you slightly want to be. But go to some of these huge conferences, right? Like what happened here in Dallas, where you have the top agencies and the top carriers and the top aggregators. I'm talking 50, 100, 200, $300 million agencies and aggregators. They're not talking technology. They're talking processes. And if they happen to find technology that fits in the process, that's perfect. But that's not their focus is, oh, how do we use, you know, this new rating system to get that done? Well, hell, Sally can rate. She's been rating for 30 years. Is she following our process on rating so we can get this issue? So makes sense. That's all makes sense. I'm not, I'm not telling you technology is bad. I'm saying follow the order. Process, technology automation people and your processes are your general manager. Your processes have to be stronger than your people and your technology should fit in your process. I love that too. And the thing too, agents, and I'm going to, I'm going to leave on this last question for him too, but you still can't forget you have a job to sell, right? I mean, you still have a job to sell and you're going to hear me do this until the day I die. But if you, writing commercial insurance and you're not getting in front of people's faces and all you're doing is sit behind sending quote video or uh, just little cold call emails mm-hmm. and not getting your ass out of the off of the chair getting the wheels on the pavement and knocking actually knocking on doors you won't succeed you need to go out and build relationships and that's going to lead me to this question billy what i'm talking mm-hmm. about with relationships that's everything my community is my everything Right. I want, to run, I want to run for mayor in eight years. That's, I mean, that's just that's the it. nature Love of the business. It. That's what I want to do. But community involvement. I hear people say, don't get involved in the chambers. Don't get involved in this. Don't get involved in this. Um, don't get involved with that not-for-profit. Make sure you're spending time here, not wasting too much time with the other community, you know, whatever it might be. I we, community, in my opinion, if, you, if I, if I was asked somebody, you know, someone's asked me what the top five pillars of having a successful young insurance career Community involvement, philanthropy, not-for-profit, something in that nature has to happen if you were going to work with me, work for me, whatever it might be. That is a pillar of success that I've had and will go to the day I die knowing that my community my community has made me into some of, somewhat of the agency that I am and man that I am because my community knows what type of person I am. And well, your I think community that's important. Will also, your community will also stabilize you and support you. When things go bad, your community will be there to help you. You know, when when you built your success on top of the layers of people that you've helped, that's a deep success. Now, there are a lot of people that have long, flat successes, right? Oh, I'm, I'm good at this. I'm good. I'm good at mailing. I'm good at emailing. I'm good at this. I'm good at that. But there's no depth to it. Community gives you depth. So absolutely. Referral partners give you depth. Depth. So absolutely. My two best friends, and I, I don't know if I brought them up many times before on the show, but my two best friends are my two biggest referral partners. And we just, we, it's because of one, it was an opportunity. They gave me one's mortgage, one's real estate. We are known as the, you know, the three amigos, the trifecta, because, because we have made 
the home buying, they they and we all three have made the home buying experience and buying a mortgage and closing on a, on a house simple. People want to do business with realtor A. People want to do business with mortgage real mortgage uh, loan officer A. People want to do insure want to do work with insurance agent A because we make the process simple. They learn and they're covered, right? And and the, yeah. at the end of the day, their customer experience is the most important thing to us because we are efficient. With and, and, your process, and your partners want to use you because of the three things we talked about. Number one, you're communicating with them. Number two, you're accurate, right? You're giving them accurate information. And number three, you're faster. Yep. So the fact that you can do all that and make that process communicate accurate and faster. Yeah. Everybody wants that. Everybody. Wants that. Process, process, process. Billy, dude, thank you. Thank you so much for, for all your time. You know, not only if you could lay down, a, you know, a, a, if, if anyone wanted to learn more about you, you have a website, you have anything that just, yeah, just go to inspirenation.org. Just go out okay. to inspirenation.org. Okay. Inspire A, the, the letter A is in between because people go Spire Nation. What is that? I don't know. But inspirenation.org. And we've got free videos. You know, we're doing our 15 minute lunch and learns. I don't know yep. if you've had a chance to attend any of those where we're going, we're giving some damn good content in 15 minutes. So you can't tell me you don't have time to show up. It's 15 minutes. It's free. It's every Tuesday and it's recorded. So what the hell is your excuse? Come on now. I, well, I just, I saw when, when you uploaded your picture for your, uh, for your headshot, I saw the flyer for it and I put it in the calendar. So I'll be, right. I'll be Get to my link something. tree. When I sent you my link tree. Yep. That's what yep. it was. That's yep. awesome. And I, and, and that's just, Hey, go look at, go, go try to go to this, attend this first one, attend this first lunch and learn with Billy on Tuesdays. Um, you, it's easy to find, but go, go try this out because you're going to see how easy it is to sign up and slash be a part of, you know, being a part of that. Look, uh, and it's not about uh, sales for me. You know, I have an it's agent. Not, I have a, so it's not about sales for me. It's, it's if you want a mentor, if you want a proven process, if you want a proven system, we're here for you. If A lot of you don't need it. And that's fine. I'm absolutely okay with that. I don't care. But if you do need it, we're here for you. If you don't need it, at least you'll know what the hell to ask for. It's kind of like teaching a customer. A lot of times we won't sell a customer, but we'll educate that customer. And then the customer will at least know what questions to ask. They'll know what to look for. And then they come back to us because once they know what to ask and what to look for and realize nobody else is answering that, that's when they come back to you. Come back. I like that. That's cool. That's good stuff. Before I let you go, Billy, if you have one piece of advice for anybody out in the world, non-insurance related, non-career based. Let's just talk about life for a second. One piece of advice for someone, what would it be? Discipline. Guys, here's the deal. You're either going to deal with discipline or regret in life. Those are the two legs, discipline or regret. You're either going to do it or you're going to feel bad that you didn't do it. So yep. discipline or is. regret, which one do you want to wake up with every day? Discipline in my opinion, but that's just me and you. Well, Billy Williams, Mitch Gibson, Appreciate everybody listening to another episode of the MVP podcast. Also, don't forget about Indie Tech. Um, young agents, I'm going to keep reminding you until I hammer this in your head. The Indie Tech Showcase Experience is going on from August 29th through the 31st. So August 29th, 30th, and 31st. Guess what? August 29th is a dedicated day only for young agents, 35 and younger, or less than three years of experience in this industry, Go to IndieTech2023.com. Put your information in there as an attendee 
so that I can get your your purse or your email and contact info so we can direct you specific promotions and tickets and whatnot to come attend Indie Sales on August 29th. August 29th is dedicated for young agents. Sign up. It's going to be a lot of lot of fun, man. I'm, I'm telling you right now, we've got a really, 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 really good uh, you know, processing Jason group text, coming together. Jason texted me when him and I were going back and forth. I think I'm actually going to be there hosting one of your breakouts. That was the plan, and uh, I, I can't can't wait to have you there. We've got. I'm telling you, it's 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 a. Let's just put it this way: there's like going to be ten to twelve, maybe thirteen different uh, industry mentors that I look up to that I believe mm. are doing the right thing in this industry. They're all going to be there to help you. Love it, just Love for it. young agents. So that being said, Mitch Gibson, Billy Williams, thanks for listening to the MVP podcast, and always remember that you can make a difference. Take care, everybody. <laughs>